Hello and welcome back to the 2K Fantasy Premier League podcast. We are on episode 26, game week 10, and we are back for part two. So, Kev, I left you with the question, which goalkeeper has got the most FPL saves this season? Um, I mean, not that I've been keeping record, but I think you've only got one question of these right so far this year. And I think that was when we recorded the day after when you accidentally saw the answer i think it was like it was i think it was who was the top scoring player at the time i think it was rodrigo so you kind of picked it up as part of your you know your research for your for your team but anyway you seem very confident that you know the answer to this so i'm i'm uh... well i mean questions are pretty fucking weird sometimes so i don't know uh okay is it is it uh neto it's usually a shitty team keeper for bournemouth is that right Neto for Bournemouth. He's not even on my list. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. No, you're ab- no absolutely miles off. So, so the and I'm partly I, I, I partly asked this because I was surprised at the answer myself. I knew we'd made a lot of saves, but I was surprised it was top. So it's actually Jordan Pickford with 31 saves. Okay. Um, and that's why I was well, how many saves has he made? And he missed the game, if you remember. He missed the other week. Yeah. So in the games he's played, he's had five saves one save, four saves, four saves, four saves, eight saves, missed a game, and then five saves. So, wow, he's made a lot of saves this season. Um, when, when I was fifth, it's not like... What? Oh, oh, you know what? Leno didn't even play the first two weeks. Oh, I'm looking at Leno. Never mind. I'm, I'm looking at Leno for Fulham, not Neto. Neto's, yeah. Where is Neto even on here? <laughs> Neto's so... got like 14 saves for Bournemouth. But he didn't play. He hasn't played. He didn't play the first three weeks. That's why. But he's yeah. got eight. He's sorry. He's got four, six, one, three. I guess it's not that many. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm way off. Yeah, I, I mean, it's also worth bearing in mind that Pope. So Rayo and Pope both have thirty. Henderson has twenty-eight. So actually, those listening after the Forest Leicester game, Henderson may be top if he gets. Uh, well, if he gets four or more saves, he'll be top on his own, or three, or he'll, he'll, he'll match Pickford. But I, I was, it was more. I was just interested to see that you know that Pickford's there, and he's probably a keeper that I'm thinking about when I come to game week 13 wildcard because I saw um, a lot of the folks that were wildcarding for this week actually picked him because he's also got a four mil backup. But yeah, he's he looks really good for game week 13. So you can bring in Begovic for. Begovic is the backup, right? So you can also bring yeah. in Begovic, and you've got two keepers for eight and a half. And um, you know, Everton are being pretty decent defensively. Like they, they yeah. look like shit, but like overall, they're not they're like you know boring to watch, that kind of thing. But they have been playing fairly well defensively, except this week versus Southampton. I guess it didn't go so well. Yeah, and I guess the thing is if he's making saves, at least then you're gonna, you know. It's nice. You you might get a three. You'll probably get a three pointer if they let a goal in, or maybe even a four point point if you're a bit lucky. So that's mm-hmm. ne- I always think that's a very decent return rather than six on like uh, like if you had Edison, he probably gets you know he gets a clean sheet. He's either he's either a six or a two keeper. Occasionally right. he'll get seven. So which is yeah. probably why why he's so much cheaper in the game because actually when you weigh it up, it's probably not worth it. Okay, good highlight and low light of the week. Do you want to go first, Kev? <sighs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
highlight for me would have been Bowen. Just wasn't expecting much. He's been so out of form, but I just I had to decide between starting Martinelli and Bowen, and it wasn't easy. So all the stats and everything kind of lean towards Martinelli. Uh, but I still just went Bowen. I'm like, you know what? I have him in here. They're playing Wolves. Um, I just feel like he's getting a lot of shots and he's getting a lot of crosses and corners and, you know, it'll happen at some point. Um, and I've been watching pretty much all the matches all weekend, except at that time it was my daughter's hockey and she's four and I'm like helping her learn on the ice. So I, it's yep. like the one game I couldn't watch, but then I checked and someone was like, Oh, you got an assist. I'm like, great. And I saw the replay and I'm like, Whoa, that's a pretty fortunate assist he got there, but whatever, I'll take it. Cause, uh, I thought Trent should have gotten an assist earlier and he didn't get the assist. So whatever, kind of evened out. But then when he scored the goal, which was a really nice goal for how like quickly he shot it off on the bounce, you know, just turned into a 14 pointer and just my, my like OR was just shooting up every match getting worse and worse. And then that just, that Bowen, that one Bowen score just changed everything around and made me have a really good week basically. So wow. Bowen was definitely the highlight. I think the low light is 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 uh, I mean it's going to be kind of Mitrovic, isn't it? With the with the injury, I mean I haven't actually gotten a goal from him yet. I brought him in last week versus Forest, and then you know every other game he's gotten something basically, <laughs> except for game week two. So bring this guy in, and now he's hurt, and it's sort of like I don't know. I mean, if he's fine, he's just got really good fixtures all the way to 13. So you just know that if he's he's hurt and you bring him out, he'll miss like one match and come back and just go on a tear again. But I think there's going to be a, a bit of a conundrum because the, the folks that have already wild carded will not want to use a transfer on him. And the folks that are haven't wild carded yet will go, you know what, might as well get aggressive up until my wild card and maybe they will sell him. So it depends on on the um the presser but I'm, I'm i'm just gonna try to not even look at the price sites or anything this week right up till the weekend and just kind of go from there because i i have uh i rolled i rolled last week and i have two free transfers to to play with and my plan we can talk about this maybe when we get to arsenal was to remove jesus but i don't even know if i'm going to do that now for how well he's playing and how poor liverpool looked so, but yeah, it was Mitrovic and hopefully I don't have to do anything with him, but maybe I'm going to sell him if, if these injuries is uh, worse than we think. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I was chuffy with the Bowen and I was to say, it's, it's nice to have a bit of patience, although I guess you held him for an extra week, but, but, you know, but you, we talked, talked about his last, last week and you said he's been playing well, he's got good fixtures, keep the faith and, it, and it, it's paid back quickly, but I think it goes to show in this, this game, you know, your gut was Bowen was the way to go. You know, the week the week before, and it's starting to pay off, which is which is fab. Um, yeah. Thanks. So, low light for me. Um, I mean, my team's done fairly badly, um, but I don't I don't really really care because I'll come to my my highlight in a minute. Um, so I I mean, I'm I'm going to group a few things. It's generally my defence because and I know a lot of people have got these players like Trent with a zero, James yeah. with a two, Cancelo with a one. And then Pope letting a late goal in to to end up with just two points. So yeah. I'm 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 sort of saying this with a smile on my face. And I and I benched Botman, of course, who then got an assist. So he got he actually got five. So he was actually my second best defender behind Trippier. I mean, it's just how how these things go. But I mean, for me, it, it's interesting because a few people have moved off 
you know, like trend uh, at the moment. And actually, that you know, it's paid really well in the short term because you know trend just isn't isn't turning up like 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 usually is. And that's partly down to Liverpool defence. Uh, and then highlight of the week. I mean, it wasn't really an FPL highlight, but because I mean, effectively. I think my second highest score was Trippio and seven, but I mean a lot of people of Harlan captain. Obviously, that was I guess that was probably my FPL hi- highlight because I captained him. But um, my highlight was of course the North London derby and a fantastic win for Arsenal. I'm sure it was probably really bad for my FPL week, but I didn't even notice. I was just I was uh, still buzzing after yesterday, so delighted with that. So um, that is uh, as, as I said before, that's probably more important to me than F- FPL. So. Um, I guess we talked about it already, Kevin. I guess it's a good one to talk about. Is if you have to sell Mitch Mitrovic this week, which mm-hmm. players would would you consider? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you gotta have Kane in there, but you're gonna need to raise some money. I think a yep. lot of I think a lot of people rolled last week. Maybe I'm wrong, but I got the feeling a lot of people were rolling. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I had I'm sitting there. My original plan is maybe to wild card this week. If I think back to a number of weeks ago, and then I'm looking, I'm setting my team for this week. I'm like, I'm benching Martinelli, and I'm rolling a transfer. Like, I definitely not don't need to wild card this week, I guess. But you know, it was just sort of one of those weird, weird weeks. You know, I know there's a fixture change going on, but so anyway, my point is, you know, a lot of people I think might have two fixtures, so maybe they can get the cane. Um, which we can talk about how to do that, but it's probably like if you haven't wild carded, it's probably like selling Trent or selling Luis Diaz or someone like that to to, yep. to move me down. Um, I guess you know, uh, Callum Wilson, like we were talking about earlier, and Solanke have the best fixtures for someone you're going to move to. If if after this week they play Chelsea, but Diego Costa's got two really nice fixtures and he's cheap. And I noticed once he, I, I, I actually caught the end of the West Ham, like the last twenty minutes, when West Ham were basically just defending the league and it was all Wolves. And Diego Costa actually like really good. Like the whole play was running through him. But of course, you know they got a new manager now. We'll see what happens there. But for his price, um, but for this week, it's probably Solanke, Kane, or. Um, uh, Callum Wilson, is Tony's fixtures changed to the, the, the weak side now? And I've sort of been talking about this for a while. All of his goals have been against really, really easy competition, like dating back to last year. The only top six club he's gotten a goal against is Man United. Uh, one Man United goal last year. He had the two Man United assists earlier this year, but that was when Man United were playing like absolute shit. So kind of. They were a weak team that week. But yeah, I don't really think Tony's a good option personally because he's got Newcastle away, very tough fixture. Brighton at home, tough fixture. Chelsea at home, tough fixture. And then it's game week 13. So I don't really think he's going to be the place. The only reason I think a lot of people move to him besides them playing Bournemouth this week is the, is is like the EO. Oh, other people have him, so I'll get him but I don't think he's the best option for getting points for the next number of weeks. What do you think? Um, I'd agree with the thing on Tony. I, I kind of reflecting a bit because we did have Brentford, a sort of joint third best set of fixtures coming up. But as you say, they've got, they've got three threes and three twos. So actually the next three are a bit tougher. And I think we talked about this last week on the fixture rating. Chelsea got downgraded from like a four or, 
or a five, depending on home or away, down to a three. And that's just down to their, their poor start to the season. So, yeah, I'd agree. I wouldn't go for Tony. Um, I do like Wilson. I've shot myself in the foot because I've got triple Newcastle defence. So I can't yeah. get him in without moving a... Um, I could sell Botman and get a little bit of extra cash to move Mitrovic on. So I do like Wilson. I mean, I guess I, I Isaac, if he was fit, is another option. I think I prefer Wilson, although Wilson is obviously a little bit more injury prone. I guess I talked about the two Leicester strikers in terms of Daka and Ianacho before the break, and I, as my differentials, I think if I had a bit, of, if I saw, t- I'll keep an eye on tomorrow, and if I think either of those look like, yeah, there after that performance, I think Rogers is going to have to play them every, you know, for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I might be tempted there because it gives, you know, there's a similar price bracket to Solanke, but I think they've got a little bit more history than Solanke in the Premier League and probably better fixtures, so I'd actually right. probably prefer one of one of those to Solanke. Um, I'm, so the, the only other thought I had, and this is, and it's, it, it might be more for my own team, mm-hmm. is I am considering moving Mitrovic to like a like Archer's like four point three, like just a a fodder four point three yeah. player. Now that now that does come with a risk because it does mean I'll end up having a player I probably want to move on again before game week twelve. Because that's when uh, City and Arsenal blank, and therefore you might have one or two bench spots taken up by like Haaland and Martinelli, etc. Um, but then use the extra cash to move uh, De Silva to Zaha. So that's the, so the point. But if you've got two transfers, could you put Mitrovic down to a fodder player uh, and then use the extra cash to upgrade a midfielder? Now, I should bear in mind that my front line at the moment is Haaland, Mitrovic, and Kane. So I've all, I, you know, I've, I've already got a. A, you know, a legit right. uh, front front two there. So that's just a an alternative thought, which may be relevant for a few people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that seemed a pretty comprehensive answer. Um, yeah, I just I feel like Zaha is a troll. Like when he has a nice run of fixtures, that's when he starts blanking. It's really weird. I think I mentioned that last week. You did. I've, I've, I've targeted him before fixture runs and so have others. And he just seems to get into your team and you're like, this guy isn't doing anything. <laughs> I mean, he's on back-to-back blanks now, although he played Newcastle and Chelsea. So, and then um, the only other one I could think of is Martial, but he doesn't have very good fixtures really. He's got a nice fixture this week. Uh, but then I think he plays, who does he play? He plays Tottenham, I think. And, Newcastle, I don't like that. Right, he's got Everton this week, and then Newcastle and Tottenham. So, I don't so know. the the sorry, the only other player, as uh, just sort of come to my mind, but this was more of a player I was looking at for game week, um, uh, twelve because at home to Forest is Danny Welbeck, two point hmm. five. So their next two fixtures aren't great because there's Tottenham at home, Brentford away, but then they've got Forest at home in in game week 12. So I think Brighton yeah. might be a team people target in game week 12. Although maybe, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you've got a fixture, a, a transfer or two and you're, and you're about to wildcard in 13, you can bring them, you can bring them in because they've got City and Chelsea two weeks after that. But I mean, people might be going like Trossard and Gross rather than... Yeah, like Bowen has pulled away that week after Fulham and Southampton. So maybe it's Bowen to Trossard or Grobe, Gross, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Um, so, I, 
while you while you're on the topic, I think we should I should raise one of the questions we actually had on Slack. So from sure. Fraz Frazimataz, um one of his two questions are is Zaha a must have? I, I think you might have answered answer that already, Kev. I think the answer's no, isn't it? Based on your your response. Just yeah, the fixtures are unreal, right? Like up to thirteen, he's got Leeds at home, Leicester away, Wolves at home. So the fixtures are so good. It's like maybe yep. it's worth it. But he's got four goals. Two of them came in one game. So I mean, he's blanked in four and got returns in three. Uh, mind you, one of them was City. He didn't even play. So it's three and three. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Must have. Maybe not. But like, does he have one of the best fixture runs by far? Yeah. So. Yeah, and he'll be fairly highly owned, and he and he's not that expensive either. I just feel like, just I don't know, maybe it's different this time, but he just seems to not return when he we have these nice fixture runs with him. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, what? I, I, so I can understand the question because when I've been when I've been looking ahead to game week ten and onwards, I was mm -hmm. always thinking can I get Zahar in? And he was kind of very near the top of my list of players that I'd really want to have in. So probably as close to a must-have as I... I mean, the only must-have in my mind at the moment is Haaland. But as, but as close to a must-have player that I really want in. So I can kind of see... I can understand the sort of the tone of the question. Uh, I mean, the only thing I'd say about Zahar is my understanding is he's still on penalties. Although he does seem to miss them. Rather, he does, His pen penalty record doesn't seem as good as I'd like it to be. But yeah, he, he does seem to be on the penalties, which I think is also advantageous because if you are playing against weaker teams, that's when you're more likely to get the penalties. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. No. And, oh, and so, yeah, go for it. He's got 96 fucking points, man. Like, <laughs> the next highest is 56, Kane. 40 more points, dude. It's like unreal. Well, I, I said to you, I said a while back, he's going to get 400 points. You went, no, no, he's not. He's not, not, he's not going to keep it up. I mean, the only way I think he won't get 400 points the way it's going is if City wrap the league up and they just, they're resting him and just playing him in the cups or something, or he gets injured. Well, I mean, if, he's, if, he stays, if he stays fit and plays pretty much all the 38 games or plays a part in all of them, he's going to have a good shot at that 400 points. He's going to have the golden boot record wrapped up by like end of January. <laughs> Absolutely. Like he's he only need what is it twenty five for Mo? And I, thought was the, I, I thought thirty two was the record. Sorry, thirty two for Mo and thirty four for Shearer, but he got like eight more games or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean he's halfway there, pretty much. <laughs> Nine games, eight games, but how many games he's played? I'll be interested. I need to know what the record is for the most in goal involvements because I'm sure Henri had a couple of seasons where he had 20 odd goals and 20 odd assists. Right. Well, I might, yeah. I might, I, yeah. So you like 40 odd goal. Or t uh, but I mean, I expect he'll get close because I think that's the, that's the other record to look at as well. That's sort of that. Uh, I'm, I, I imagine yeah. he's find all these records. Um, but actually, right. Frasmus' second question is. Is one premium optimal with Haaland as the perma captain? I think we might have touched on this a little bit before, Kev, but I guess just useful to pick that thread up again. Well, okay, so I mean that's the direction I went when uh, I decided not to wild card two weeks ago when 
you know, half of the people playing wildcard and half decided to wait till either nine or 13. So in game week eight, it was like, okay, I'm selling Mo. Uh, I've got two, I, you know, I've got two transfers. What should I do? Um, do I go De Bruyne and Gordon or do I go Madison and Bowen? And, and uh, <clears throat> also keeping Luis Diaz doing that because I, I was able to sell Pascal Gross to do that with Mo instead of Mo and Luis Diaz. So it's like, do you want Pascal Gross and Gordon to have De Bruyne in or do I want 8 million Lewis Diaz, 8 million Madison, 8 million Bowen instead. And I decided to go that way because of exactly what he's saying. Like, I'm going to Captain Holland every week. I don't need a second 12 mil guy. I don't need a De Bruyne. I don't need a Kane. I don't need a, you know, Mo. I can, ins and, and because it means I also have to have Gordon and Pascal Gross, right? So instead, I've now got Bowen, Lewis Diaz, and Madison, and all three of them look like fucking awesome players to own right now, dude. Like when Lewis Diaz came on vers versus Brighton, he like immediately was their best player out there. Got an assist right away. I thought he scored on the own goal, and then when the replays happened, like it definitely hit him at some point. Like he was in and around it. So I don't know. I, I think having a bunch of those like 8 million guys, three of them is makes a bit more sense than having a second premium and, and like two other cheap guys around them. So uh, now that's only till game week 13 because I want Mo then. Um, but then the way, again, the way Luis Diaz played when he came on, like is Mo worth 5 million more than him? just to basically be on penalties and he seems a little bit more nailed uh up until world cup because after world cup i'm gonna go mo because he's rested right but for for those for those next games it'll be interesting i'm, I'm not gonna sell luis diaz uh at this point i'm gonna sell trent i think but we'll see i mean you know okay i, I mean I, i'd agree with everything you just said i think there's probably an extra thing to think about so game week 12 harland is blanking so, but I mean, Liverpool have got West Ham at home that week, because um, it's because it's and it was Arsenal City. So ne neither of those teams are playing. Spurs are away at Man United. So I mean, that's kind of a cane if you've got Kane in your team. So there's mm -hmm. not really a standout captain option that week. I mean, all people might say Mo, but. I think arguably Diaz at home to West Ham is almost as good as Mo as home as a captain. You don't necessarily need to get a premium in to cover Harlem for that week, but that's just something else to think about. And and the other thing to think about is if you only have one premium and you spread your money across the rest of the team, that works well. You you, you know you described your team there, Kev, with uh, three eight million pound mid midfielders, and you've got a thing a fairly expensive backline. I think yeah. all this works well if you want an expensive bat line and some decent options in mid mid midfield. But yeah. you know, if the back line stop, you know, if we start losing faith in, you know, James because actually he just plays two defense. You know, Chelsea seems to be playing a back four, and uh, we'll, we can come on to that in a minute. Uh, and you know, so you go, actually, James isn't worth anymore because he's not getting forward enough anymore. And you know, for whatever reason, Trent doesn't work for me anymore. I'm now going to have you know two five million guys instead, and suddenly you've you end up with a lot of extra cash sloshing around, in which case you then you might as well invest in a in a slightly more expensive player. It doesn't necessarily have to be Mo, but it might be a you know it, it you know it it could be like a, a you know it could be a Kane or it could be someone else that are 
aren't, aren't quite at uh, Mo's 13 million price tag. Although I think he's now 12.8. Yeah, I think so. We're seven, no, eight, I think. Okay. Cool. Well, well, hopefully that's helpful. So we would now. There's go... just one more add in. I mean, like, look at Foden today. The way oh, he yeah. played today makes me think he's going to be more nailed. Just he's gelling with Holland is why I say that. Not just because he got a hat trick. Like, okay. You know, remember the first few matches? Like, oh, why didn't you pass that to Holland? What's wrong with you? This, that, and the other. You could see Pep was pissed. Like today, though, fuck, he just came on there and just like lit it up. He looks like the perfect player to play with Holland, doesn't he? So all of a sudden, you're going to have a guy like floating at 8 million. Like, hmm, maybe I'm going to want him after they blank in game week 12. Like, it's one more. That The only the only question I have to, to, to end this thought on the, the do I need a second premium is just like for game week 12, specifically when Holland blanks, like who's the main captain? I don't know if that's a question that's being asked later, but like. No, well, 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 that, that, was my, that was my point before because Liverpool at home to West Ham that week. Right. Um, Spurs and Spurs were away at Man United and obviously Arsenal and, Liv and City aren't playing each other. So my thought is no. Mo, Mo or Diaz at home to West Ham will probably be the Mo will be the favourite I suspect um, just because he's at home. But you got to go get him though. Yeah. Which, which I, think, I think Diaz at home that week I'd probably I'd be happy to put Diaz at home captain rather than Mo, but I'll probably go Kane that, that week away at United. Madison versus Leeds as well. I mean, I know it's not as sexy, but yeah, it's there. So, you know, United and Spurs playing each other isn't ideal, is it? No, it's not. It's a, it's a good week to punt. Exactly. Something different that you've got some conviction in, like Trossard versus Forrest or whatever. Sterling versus Brentford or something like you want to you're a kind of manager that likes to punt once in a while but kind of scared this season because Holland might just destroy you if you bet against them well you can at least punt game week 12 yeah not everyone's gonna have Mo. yeah I I, I just think it to get mowing for for example to play West Ham no definitely not I agree with that entirely so I, I mean as, as I said I'm kind of in the boat of I'll probably captain Diaz or Kane, or actually, I haven't really picked up the Leicester versus Leeds or perhaps Madison, but I'm I'm fairly relaxed about it, thinking, well, I'm not going to get to Salah, so therefore I'm kind of going to be left with someone else, and I'll just have to make the decision as as we as we have more information closer to the time. Okay, but, I mean, it, it's it's certainly not not worth ripping your team up no. to try and get a second pre premium just just for that. Right, so should we go through the ten? games for this week we touched on a few of these already so some will be fairly quick so i mean we'll start with bournemouth versus leicester i mean i didn't really have very much on the team news to talk about i mean the only i mean the question i was going to ask you and we've kind of talked about this is which leicester striker w w would you choose um but i guess we'll have a better idea after tomorrow because as, as i say for me I, I think you said you quite like daca when we talked about this last week but um you know but it, it, it sounds like actually you went for a second Leicester, assuming that Mad Madison's people's first choice. You'd choose Barnes over a uh, a striker. I just, I still, I just kind of like refuse to accept that Jamie Vardy is not just going to start. So yeah. I don't trust the forwards while he's in and around the team, and I don't really want to gamble on something like that when. 
at any moment, Rogers could get sacked and the new manager start playing Vardy. Yeah. It's, it's still like baffling to me how this fucking idiot still there. I like, I, I get that they don't want to like spend money to sack them, but like, isn't it going to cost you more money if you get fucking relegated than whatever you're going to pay this guy? And like, don't you make more money that each spot higher you finish on the table? So like yeah. sooner you deal with this issue, the better. If they fucking lose to Forrest and this guy doesn't get sacked, like their club's just like a joke, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just taking the piss out of whatever the scenario is. So it's just baffling to me that 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 they didn't he didn't get sacked the second they got embarrassed by Tottenham the other week. I mean, because he was already should have probably been sacked, and then that happened. It's like, fuck, dude, how is this guy still here? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I won't trust. I kind of don't really trust anyone else on Leicester other than Madison. I mean, we already have a second Leicester, and it's their fucking horrendous goalkeeper who's starting this week. So I'd like to get down to just Madison. <laughs> fair enough. I, no, I, yeah. I, I think that's fair. And yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, if Rogers doesn't pick up results over the next, where well, it doesn't beat Forest and doesn't pick up results. They're almost gonna. There'll be so much pressure to sack him, and then the new manager, as you say, who who knows what they're gonna do? But you'd be pretty certain they're gonna stick with Madison because he's clearly their best, the best player. Um, okay, Chelsea versus Wolves. So mm-hmm. I talked about it before. Cucurella was ill, so yeah. Chilwell started. So that's one to watch. Um, I mean, Chelsea do have a fairly good set of fixtures, which is why, you know, maybe yeah. a double Chelsea, the Chelsea defence might come back on the card. So if, if Chilwell were to get back in and he starts putting up some of the sort of numbers he was last season, you know, he's been in, he's certainly a player we'd, we'd all be interested in. Mendy's still injured, um, but I don't think anyone's got him in goal anyway. Um, from a Wolves perspective, well, I'd written down here, Large is on the brink, but that was yesterday and... He's down yeah. in sacks, as I mentioned before. Um, interesting to see what the new manager bounce will be like. Can they can they get something out of this team? As you said, Kev, Costas made Diego Diego Costas made a thirty minute sub appearance, so he must be starting fairly soon, probably against Chelsea, and if not, the week after. So, I think you called him out as a certainly a differential as a Mitrovic replacement. And then, uh, from what I could see, Pedro Neto went off injured on twenty four minutes. You know the. I assume everyone's sold him by now, but if you haven't, he's now injured yeah, as well. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he went off after 24 minutes, so, I mean, I just presume that was an injury. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't know, though. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not... I was going to say a, wall, a Wolves, a team to target, you know, to get clean sheets, as in your team will get a clean sheet against Wolves because they're a bit toothless in attack. I think the answer to that is probably yes, but... Maybe the new man- manager might might change things, but I guess to start off with, they probably need to. Uh, I guess I don't. I'm, well, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Players they can play though, like yeah, you're not going to not play Neves. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah. Is is your point being they seem to have eleven? Their, their first set of players is. They've kind of got 11 good good players and a couple of others. So actually, there's not much you can change in the starting 11. It's, Unless they just change the formation to be like way more attacking. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they they just play like one CDM and four at the 
back four and attack. Yep. But I don't know. Maybe they play Jimenez and Diego Costa and feel like every time I watch Potence, it's like he does a bunch of stuff, but then nothing actually happens. You know, they got Treori on the other side, who's like the king of that. They don't have, like, maybe Diego Costa and Jimenez together would be like a nice, both those guys can actually finish. They seem to be, from what I saw, it was only like 15 minutes, but it seemed, Diego Costa looked a lot like Bobby Firmino, where he was like being a hold-up play guy. And like the whole play was going through him, and it actually like, kind of, he looked like he knew what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he looked like he was yep. good at that. So maybe if Jimenez was out at the same time as him or something, that, that could really help Jimenez get some form back. I don't know. But for the time being, no one's bringing these guys in. Total wait and see. Like, ideally, Diego Costa turns into a really good asset, though, because he's only 5.5 million. But yeah. there's no one you know, want right now, you know, besides maybe a cheap defender. Yeah, I'd agree with that entirely. It's more the question of, you know, because Wolves can't score, they're a great team at the moment to play your defenders against. So, you know, do you start targeting them as for, for to get clean clean sheets? It's a slightly different way of thinking of it, but I guess I guess you probably don't don't want to be moving your defenders around all the time. But um, it's one just to it's in yeah interesting to see how they how they improve or or don't improve when the when the new guy comes in. Um, Man City versus Hampton. So we talked a bit, bit bit about the defense before. So a summary: Walker got injured. Stones is injured, but is due back in game week eleven. Laporte and Diaz were both on the bench today, so that's Laporte's first time on the bench so far this season. And Akanji 5.0 and Ake, I think he's also 5.0, both started. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a bit of a way to... There's certainly a cheaper route into the Man City defence, and if Akanji was starting, I think he's he's the guy to go to. Um, I guess you talked a bit about Foden, which I thought was interesting, Kev, because I I didn't watch the game. So interesting to get your sort of perspective on him gelling with Haaland because actually hearing that I'm thinking that yeah Foden's definitely on my watch list for game week 13 wildcard I, I can't justify getting a City player in now because they're going to have to move them out no. before game week 12 yeah yeah Kanji and uh, Foden are both on the watch list so Kanji you know he came over and it's sort of like mixed like oh this guy will never get into the team and some people are like this is like the guy Pep's wanted and so then when he was priced at 5 million, I was like, oh, maybe he's more of the guy that's not going to get in the team. But then he played both Champions League matches, like played 90 and 90. And then he played the last two matches. But at the same time, it's like Stones, Laporte, Diaz, Ake. <laughs> like, just, like all of a sudden, it's just like there's just too many. I mean, the fact Ake played today. Is, is like, what? Out of all those names, this guy's fucking playing? It's a derby match. Like, it's not like some known... It's not like the second round of the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Like, I was a bit surprised Ake started. So as, as much as this is great, Akanji's been playing every single match. At the same time, it's like, at any given point, this guy's just not going to play for like two, three matches in a row is, is what could like happen. Or he's like Laporte three years ago and just comes in and he's nailed and he's the man or Diaz the year after he comes in, he's nailed. He's the man. And we all have him and he's irrelevant like eight weeks from now, you know, but uh Cancelo's not going anywhere in my team. Cause he is actually nailed and he does get all those, you know, 
weird bonus points and chips in with an attacking return all the time. So even though he's expensive, like I'd rather have his nailedness over a Kanji's cheaper price uh, based on the fact that we have enough money to do it anyway. Uh, but the way Fodum played today, man, the explosiveness of City, you know, I think Foden is very attractive to me. If he if he's going to be starting every game or even most of the games, what I saw today, uh, three goals and an assist. I think he got, or is it just three goals? I think it was three goals and an assist. Like that's a huge score, man. <laughs> yeah, for eight million, like I, you know, ever, like Luis Diaz and guys like that are rotating too for Liverpool. So I think I'd rather have a Foden than that. The way City play. So very much, you know, want Foden. But like you said, it's time to sell City for the next couple of weeks, not buy them. I mean, after this week, I would imagine everybody's going to sell Kevin De Bruyne that owns them and either go to Mo or go to like Luis Diaz and uh, upgrade somewhere else. Probably yeah. they'll just blow those guys, though, I think. Yeah, and it's worth bearing in mind. So Man City at home to Southampton is obviously a cracking fixture game week 10. But then they, I think, away at Liverpool. I have to double check that, but anyway, they're certainly playing Liverpool the week after. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that much because Liverpool aren't playing that well. But um, I know it, they, you know, they'll be up for that that game one way or the other. Uh, yeah, Liverpool are at home, so City are at Liverpool, which certainly at the start of the season would have been the hardest fixture they had. They had it, it may not necessarily play out that way. So I think just with that, and then the blank in twelve, you absolutely right. You just unless you somehow have lots of transfers to play with, which I'm not quite sure how that, how that would, how, how your team's got to necessarily that stage where you can get Foden in and get him back out in a couple of weeks, then yeah, it's probably not the route to go down. Um, I'll move to the next game then, Kev. Newcastle versus Brentford. So we've talked quite a bit about Isaac and Wilson. I mean, Isaac was out this week, but may well be back next week. St. Maximum's still not Return. He seems to be out for a while. Sort of back to his usual. Always injured, which is frustrating because I think he could be. A, he's such a fantastic player, but spends too much time injured and is fairly, uh, I guess, erratic anyway. Um, but yeah, Wilson's back. We talked about that. Um, I guess two things to point out. One, Damsgaard got his first start, which yeah. I don't think anyone else really cares about. But you and I like Dam Damsgaard for Brentford, <laughs> so I don't think he's. I don't think he's very relevant for FBL. But just, I just wanted to note that. And I suppose a question I had and is, you know, having... Because I got Pope in three weeks ago, got the fluky 12 points or whatever it was when he made like a bazillion saves and got three bonus points. Um, they've now sort of let what I might describe as two sloppy goals in over the last couple of weeks. You know, yeah. Bournemouth and then a 10-man Fulham who you're beating 4-0 and letting an 88-minute goal in. Um, is, you know, is would Pope still be your go-to goalkeeper for game week 10 if you sort of had to make a goalkeeper transfer? Oh, that's a tough one, dude. I just don't like having two defenders on the same team because it's like un unenjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just, yeah. You know, the one goal goes in, you're just like, fuck it, I'm probably on a red arrow now. <laughs> like for me to not be on a red is going to be... <laughs> I'm going to need some other players to go big just to make up these two clean sheets that just lost on this one goal. So I don't know from game week 10 onwards. That's tough, dude. I mean, if it helps, I'd be going uh, Skyter. Yeah, but is Skyter absolutely nailed? Like, isn't 
Johnstone there? Like, it, could he? I I know he's nailed and playing right now, but at any given moment, like, could uh, some unforeseen thing happen and Johnstone starting? Oh, I thought it might be Butland. I thought Butland got in a little bit, but he's injured at the moment with a hand injury. Oh, but you're talking about Sam Johnstone, aren't you? Uh, I've not noticed he was there. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe he's hurt too, but. He's a no, 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 he, no, Sam Johnstone isn't injured. So he's the West West Brom goalkeeper. Well, he obviously he's not anymore, but he was the West Brom goalkeeper a couple of seasons back and is quite well thought of, isn't he? Oh, that's I, just, I know they have really good fixtures, like, but like Leeds could score a bunch of goals in any given game. Leicester, they're playing away. Leicester could score a bunch of goals in any given game. Like, I don't really see. You know, Wolves is a good shout for a clean sheet, and and two of them are at home, and they're really good at home. Um, hmm. I mean, oh. I, 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 I mean, what about, what about Henderson? He's got Villa, Wolves, Brighton. I mean, Brighton's not any. Brighton's probably going to score a bunch of goals, <laughs> and they they just can't defend that team, can they? So that's a bad shout. And you got Loris has Brighton and Everton before Man United away. Right, well, it, it it depends if he's going to throw throw any goals in his goal. If he's going to let 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 it under his body every week or not. <laughs> Meslier, I mean, Arsenal's in there though, and Leicester away, so that's not great either. Yeah, maybe it is still Pope. I mean, none of them are per none of them are great, great, are they? Yeah, and I guess my take from that is, you know, it's been a bit frustrating with Pope, but actually, he's got Brentford at home, United away, Everton at home over his next three. They're probably as good as anyone else is. So he's 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 kind of no worse, is he? But as you say, that because more by the fact that it wasn't necessarily a standout replacement. I still have Sanchez, and he has Tottenham this week. But after that, it's Brentford and Forest. And did I sorry? Did I say Norwich instead of Forest earlier? I I I, I type that every time I'm talking about Forest. I type Norwich because I just see the NFO and the N just goes Norwich in my head or something, and I. I don't know. I can't like not do it. It's weird. I just say the word Norwich, even though I'm reading Nottingham Forest. So sorry if I said Norwich. I meant Forest. Uh, I shall. I'll, I'll. I'll forgive you, mate. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not sure which one you said to be honest, but it's fine to say Norwich instead of Nottingham Forest. Everyone know. It's nice to know that because when you, if you do say that, everyone knows you're thinking about Forest. I'm sure we make play say plenty of things we don't quite mean on the pod and. No one's uh, pulled pulled us up, up on it yet. Okay, so that's Newcastle Brentford Brighton versus Spurs. So mm. I'll start with Spurs. So Kudovsky may be back. Um, so that's one to watch out for. For well, may, maybe it isn't because I think Kane's nailed, isn't he? And the the other three are kind of Kulu, Son, and uh, Ricardos, and are sort of mixing it up. I mean, I thought Ricardos was very poor yeah, yesterday, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him back on the bench. Um, I guess the interesting thing for them is uh, Emerson Royale has now got a three-game ban after his uh, yeah. red card at the weekend. So uh, I was thinking about this, and I mean, Doherty doesn't seem to have gone come back into favour. And I actually think and we did see see this a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Perisic started at right back. Yeah, so I actually right. wonder with Royale missing that Perisic is slightly a little, little bit more nailed over the next three weeks. Yeah. Which is, and Sessegnon, four and a half. Oh, gosh, yeah. Good point. What are their fixtures? Brighton away, Everton at home, Man United away. But, I mean, Perisic, I mean, oh, perhaps Perisic is the way to... Could you do per, uh, Trent to Perisic, Kevin, and then no. use a bit of extra... No, why not? 
because uh, Jesus to Kane only gets me 4.6. So I could do Sessegnon. Is that where you were going if I went got Kane? Because to me, if I'm selling Trent, it's to get Kane. Why? Okay. Okay. But you do Jesus to Kane and Trent to Sessegnon, which isn't a bad little move. It's just, you know, we'll get into it in a sec, I guess, when we get into Arsenal. But like, or if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to get into it more, but the way Jesus was playing. Do I need to sell him? <laughs> like, because like I mean, he's got Liverpool next, which is why everybody was selling him, right? Because he had uh, Tottenham and then Liverpool. Like, he looked fucking unreal against Tottenham. Like before they were down to ten men, he could have had a brace. So yeah. uh, now it's and then I watched the Liverpool match right after. I'm like, dude, they look horrible in midfield and in defense, dude. Like Trent just got scorched by Trossard it was like I, that first goal I, I think I messaged you guys I was like dude they're they're like Trent might be the worst defensive defender in the league the way he's playing and like and I saw a little reel or whatever on Instagram or something like that it was just showing like it was like I guess somebody that doesn't like Trent or something just put a little highlight reel of Trent's poor defensive plays together and there were like a lot of them and like he's just jogging and nowhere near him. And obviously, like it was cherry picked for, but yesterday he like every single goal was down his side, like targeted clearly. Go target Trent. This guy can't defend. And he just got lit up. And then you th and I remember when he didn't make England for uh Euros, like before he did end up getting called. And I was like, how? He's the best. I love Trent because I do love Trent. And like, you know, I'm an FPL guy. So like, I love Trent because he's an FPL legend and he gets all these points. And then like Reese James starts ahead of him for England. Trippier starts ahead of him for England. Kyle Walker starts ahead of him for England. And I, and he's probably like, dude, these guys aren't that like, well, Trippier and Reese James aren't that far off Trent offensively. Like Trent's the best definitely for like, curling it in and crosses and that kind of stuff like after james ward prowse and then de bruyne it's probably trent right but reese james isn't that far off him but defensively reese james and trippy are just way better than trent so to me i don't see i don't even know if trent's gonna get called up for the world cup dude i don't even know if he's gonna be in the squad after what i saw yesterday and yeah. and and like a year ago or whatever i'd be like offended if somebody said that to me because i'm like a big trent fan but then yesterday, I'm like, dude, this guy's just like the reason they're losing. I know their midfield's being poor and stuff, but like clearly they're running at him and he can't stop them. So I don't know, man. Like now, go, and that was a long way of saying, like basically, I think Arsenal can score a bunch of goals on Liverpool. I know they blank right after, which is another reason why you'd sell Jesus. Or sorry, not right after. You have no, Leeds. You've got Leeds. But so, Leeds is a really good fixture too. So do I need to sell Jesus? Like, I guess if Mitrovic is injured, I'll sell Mitrovic. And then I, I guess I wouldn't have enough money to get to Kane because he's like a million less than him. But um, yeah, maybe I'd do Jesus and Trent to Kane and uh, Sessegnon. But then I'm also thinking maybe I'll just keep Jesus and not even sell him. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, dude. But so, Paris uh, is a good show. So, um, we'll let's do Brighton and come back to Arsenal in a second. We'll, we'll. So, sure. 
I mean, I mean, all all those in the same Brighton. We kind of touched touched on it before. Is Brighton have got Forest in game week twelve, and that is why he might all be punting on a Brighton player or two. So, I w- I mean, there's more to say. Keep your eye on Brighton, see how they get on over the next couple of games under the new manager, and see who looks like they're nailed and think about them for game week twelve. So, I mean, that's kind of all I want to say about Brighton, and we and we did talk about it before. So, as you say, let's let's move on to the uh, better half of North London. So, Arsenal versus Paul this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, there's probably no one listening enough that can actually hear hear, hear my little jokes as as we as we going going through. Kev. I don't even know that any Spurs supporter listens to an FPL podcast. Really, it's an Arsenal guy, <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Well, well, well. I hope hopefully got a few Arsenal fans. Uh, chuckling at that anyway um so i mean we talked about a bit of team news for ds jota and darwin were all benched all came on jota and 75 darwin at 89 but as you say ds came on at half time i think the only reason why ds didn't start is he came back from columbia like the day before so it was more of a he's just not as fresh as we'd like him to be but i think the fact he came on at half time tells his importance and then I guess you've backed that up by saying he played really well. So I just think that's given me a lot of confidence in Diaz as an owner, and, and both now and 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 in, and in the future. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth bearing in mind for Arsenal that Party and Odegaard were both fit. So Party was back the previous oh. previous game and then missed because in, injured over international. Odegaard missed the last game, so actually having them both back fit is massive. And obviously now Party can stick it in the top corner when he fancies it, which is great. Um, Robertson's supposed to be back in game week 11, uh, apparently. So anyone thinking of Simicast, uh, hold off on that one. But w- it's still one to watch because I think Simicast in game week 12 at home to West Ham might be a nice player, particularly if you're, say, downloading, uh, downgrading Cancelo to a cheaper defender. I think Simicast at 4.5 could be an interesting option. Um, I mean, the question I was to ask, and I think we kind of covered it, is would you back Arsenal strikers in this match? And I, and and I guess you're kind of saying yes. And I was, because I, I, I was pondering this myself, and it's in, interesting you were think, thinking the same thing, Kev. Um, I mean, now you, just as you're talk, talking about Trent, if he's mm-hmm. getting roasted a little bit, is Martinelli not going to have him for for breakfast? Because Martinelli is just on absolutely on fire at the moment, which make because I was so I don't have Jesus. Um, I moved him on to Mitrovic to give me the money to get Madison in. I kind of wish. I've done something slightly different now because I did fancy Jesus to score, not necessarily yesterday. Well, I did I did fancy Jesus to keep scoring, but I just thought Mitrovic would probably match him, but obviously that hasn't yeah. happened. Um, so I was I was thinking this this week, and as I talked about before, I quite like to get Sahar in, and we can we've talked about the pros and cons of that, so that, let's let's not revisit that. But um, actually, one route I had was to move on Martinelli now, so I do have point. So I think he's, I think I bought him at six. He's now 6.6. So I got 0.3 million of value. So I'd lose 0.3 million. Although his price will probably drop toward game week 13 just because he blanks in 12. So maybe I'll lose 0.2 in the end or something like that. But um, he, I was thinking of moving him on to, to Zaha by creating a, bl- a little bit of cash elsewhere. But I have exactly the same d- dilemma as you, which is actually he might score against Liverpool and then he's got leads. Yeah. And so I'm thinking maybe I don't want to sell this this guy after all and just hold on to him, which was my initial plan. Now I think it's like different. You've got Jesus and 
Martinez. I think you could justify yeah. selling one of them because yeah. otherwise you're going to end up with because I guess you've got Cancelo and Haaland, so you've got four players from Arsenal and Pool, so you can't uh, Arsenal and City. Yeah. So you, yeah. You're kind of forcing your hand in game week twelve. I mean, that's the only reason to maybe think about moving one or one or two two of them on. And I think Jesus to Kane at least gives you another captain option in game week twelve. Is the only, only only thing I'd say, but it's it's more because of the future rather than I don't think Arsenal score. Well, and I rolled last week, and I'm looking at my team, and again, Martinelli's my first sub, and I'm and I'm even like, do I start Martinelli over Trent? <laughs> Which sounds crazy, but I mean, it doesn't actually does it though? Trent didn't get, keep a clean sheet against the like top top two three club in the league. Probably not the way they're playing. Is Trent going to get an assist or an attacking return? Well, yeah, but like Martinelli's probably got a better chance. So should I not play Martinelli over Trent? But anyway, I I mean, I have two free transfers and I already have Martinelli as first sub. I don't even know what to do. So I think you're right. I think I plan ahead. Like, first of all, is Mitrovic injured or not? And then I look ahead and, uh, or I just change a keeper because I mean, I got to pick between Sanchez at Tottenham or Ward again. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, it's not great. I mean, I could just get a really good keeper in now for the next three weeks while I have the extra free. But I think I'm going to probably sell oh, I don't, uh, Jesus to Kane and Trent to Sessegnon is where my head's at. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's not as if you you end up with no Arsenal, and if I mean no, I think I, yeah, Jesus might still hurt you if he scores because he's so highly owned in the game. Right. But I think the engaged ma managers will start moving off him. But I think most of them. I think it's rare. I still have them. Well, I think true. most like people were selling them to Tony this week and stuff, right? Which yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, because yeah. they just it's because they had the extra transfer. Yeah, it, to me that was a bit sideways, or or they're just thinking about game week twelve now, and you know, oh, he's awesome. he's got Spurs and then Pool, so it's a good time to do it. But I'm looking at that Leeds match, like I really want him for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I think that's really hard to. I think when you're way up, it is it does make it harder because you say you really want him for the Leeds game, and you think they, you know, I mean, do. The flip side to this, and I always struggle with this, trying to play a bit of logic on it. When it's when it, when it's your own team, you always got a. You can sometimes you know your heart sometimes overrules the head, yeah. but I mean Arsenal, Liverpool, you know Liverpool have we've had a very poor record against Liverpool over the last number of seasons. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can get some stats from somewhere. We you know I think we've played occasionally well, but we we've been hammered quite a few times. Maybe not as much last season. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think we were slightly more in the game. But even then, we definitely got hammered. And Salah loves a goal against us. He normally scores. I think Firmino does as well. He's got quite a few against us. So, and it's, you know, and you often get this, you know, if a big team like Liverpool, who aren't in the best form they have, they will generally pick it up in a bigger game. Right. So, you know, I think Liverpool might play better against Arsenal and City than they have shown over the last few weeks. Um, so it's not maybe as given as it might be that Arsenal will necessarily have as easy a time as some of the other teams have. So um, perhaps that's stating the obvious, and perhaps everyone else is thinking the same that you know 
we won't, you know, we might see a better Liverpool just because of the caliber of the game that they're going into. So, I mean, that that that's the flip side to it. So, and the other thing with Jesus is, and I don't have anything to back this up, but watching him, part mm-hmm. of what makes him so good is his work rate and his harassing. But he's so unselfish because you some, you quite often see him out wide. He'll kind of just go with the, you know, he he's he's quite um, he's very much a team player. He comes back and defends. Right, and so he and sometimes there's a couple of instances at the weekend where you're like the ball's going across the ball. What? Why is he not there, number nine in front of the you know the penalty spot, six six yard line, trying to get it in? So he's not always there as a traditional number nine because he works so hard elsewhere. So you know he's not like a Haaland who will just you know okay. He, in the sense of Haaland is a forward, and that's that's where he plays. He doesn't really do you know that's what that's what his role is. Jesus does quite a lot more for the team so he does bring a lot into the team and some of the games you know he, he hasn't scored points that consistently in FPL and that's partly because of his unselfish play and it's just worth bearing that in mind as well Kev when yeah. you think about Jesus I like Jesus a lot it's just oh, like me too. A four for for game week 12 and the thing with Martinelli is that he's he's gone up so much. I don't really want to lose that built up value because he's more of like a season keeper at that price where Jesus, um, you know, at 8 million and probably will drop rather than go up now before game week 12. He's just easier to sell and get back at that price point and the way his, I have no built up value in him. So for like an in the bank perspective, it, it makes sense. Plus, you know, I could also come down to Callum Wilson or something like that. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not going to do anything until Saturday or Friday rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Martinelli thing, I was, I've had this before, right? I'm, I'm just t- touch, touching this briefly in terms of the price piece. I've thought about we'd lose value with him. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a player before. I'm going to lose money in the, in, the, in this guy. And then, and then you and then you decide to hold on to them. And then next thing I know, Martin Nelly will be like 6.5, 6.4. And I'm going, well, actually, had I sold him and then bought him back, I've only lost 0.2. And maybe 0.2 is too much to lose. I don't know. But I am i don't think you'll lose the 0.3. I think you'll only lose 0.2. I think you'll drop in value just because I think people will start mm-hmm. selling in now. He might right. even go to 6.3. I don't know. Perhaps there'll be mass sales when everyone realizes he blanks in game week 12. So it, I'd look at it as a point two loss rather than a point three. Whether or not that makes a big difference to your decision, it's just something to bear. bear, bear That's all. Sorry. So, so well, just Martinelli, and I can I don't see my wild card not having him. Southampton yeah. and, and Forest right away. Chelsea away, whatever you bench him, he's cheap. Then Wolves, then West Ham, like yeah. decent fixtures. Like he's one of those people that have good fixtures, like the whole season somehow <laughs> like, yeah. because he's on one of the better teams. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. Right. Um, Palace versus Leeds. So. Whoa. So Zaha is basically the only player even worth talking about, really. I guess a defender, maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, I mentioned before in part one, so Tompkins 3.9 came on for the injured climb. Uh, Nathaniel yeah. Klein. So keep an eye on that because that could be 
if nothing else, an enabler when we get to game week 13 wild, wild card. Um, Sinistera's got a, a one game ban after his red today. Um, so that probably means that um, we'll probably see Bamford and Rod- Rodrigo start in the next, next game, I'm guessing, because because uh, most of Leeds players are fit now and Bamford came on on 68. But yeah, I mean, what we talked about as a horse, I'm not sure there's much more to say about Palace versus Leeds unless you were. Uh, if you happy, happy, happy for me to me to move on, Kev. Yeah. Um, West Ham versus Fulham again. Not a lot to say here because Mitrovic got injured, but we've talked a lot about replacing Mitrovic. The only thing to say on West Ham is Kufal, well, Sufal and Antonio were benched, and Corne went off injured. Um, I don't think anyone really owns those those players, but it's just worth. I just wanted to note that. So again. Probably not a lot to say there because I think apart from Bowen, I don't think there's any other players people really thinking about on the West, on the West Ham team. Yeah. Uh, actually, there, there, there is one thought actually, Kev. And my, so my initial thought was obviously if Mitrovic is injured, <clears throat> that means I'm going to have to make a transfer this week, as a lot of people will. The other thought is if Mitrovic is out injured, does mm-hmm. that make Fulham a much weaker side? Because he caused so much threat to them. So does that suddenly mean, suddenly you go, hang on a second, I've got a West Ham defender. There's no Mitrovic. I now feel more confident we can get a clean sheet. I mean, that's, that's the obvious thing to say. But I just think when you when you lose your talisman, it could have quite a knock-on impact, even both scoring goals and lose, and actually scoring against Fulham. Because you know Fulham let a lot of goals in. I know there was they were down to 10 at the weekend. But I just wonder, without Mitrovic, did Fulham become a much weaker side? Definitely. I mean, they got like fucking Dan James in their team. <laughs> Andreas Pereira. You know, William was, wasn't even playing, was he? No, no. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so... We yeah. lose Mitrovic. Like, their whole team is built around Mitrovic. Like, I, I, I don't think he's... I think he's fine. Okay. This is just a total guess. I have no idea, but... <laughs> I think I think, you know... Um, I, I think come Friday we won't be selling Mitrovic, and he'll and he'll. I think he'll. He's got a good chance of playing, right? Like, okay. I mean, some people were saying they're down to ten men. They're already losing. He he picked up that knock in the international break. It was more like precautionary, but it was his ankle that got hurt. It wasn't it his. Was it was his ankle that got hurt on international break? I don't even know what he was icing. I think it was ankle, yeah. We'll see. Maybe he just needed another yeah. week to rest. Yeah, I, I can just see it being a slightly unhelp. I guess if the presser says he might or might not, you know, he's close to playing, then we probably know at most he's missing the game. So yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough one because game week eleven is yeah. Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> although Bournemouth have improved defensively, so that's also Bournemouth, then Villa, then then and and when he plays Villa, that's game week twelve. He's like a sneaky captain punt choice that week. Like these aren't the fixtures you don't want to have him for, and he's not that expensive to hold. I mean, and he was scoring against even the tough teams. So like, I mean, if he's only going to be out a week or two, it's almost worth just not using your transfers to deal with because you're going to want him back after if he's going to play the way he was playing the first eight games. So. That, that's it. I, I mean, again, a personal thing for me. One of the reasons why I might look at using two transfers and moving on this week is I can then 
<clears throat> in game week 12, mm -hmm. downgrade Cancelo and then use the extra cash to, if, if, if I go down the fodder route I talked about before, so like an archer or, you know, yeah. one of the players everyone wanted, Greenwood or whatever, I could then use the extra cash from Cancelo to upgrade Arch, Archer or Green, Greenwood back to Mitrovic in game week 12. So mm -hmm. actually I could play a hand where I, and I quite like having two transfers in game week 12. Uh, particularly knowing I can sell Cancelo with lim limited impacts, I think I'll lose like 0 0.1, and I think that's definitely worth a 0.1 loss from my perspective. To try and to try and do that, so that's certainly something I've got in back of my head, and I guess that's the bit of flexibility all of us that have got a wild 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 card in game week 13 have got. That we we can be a bit more aggressive with moving out City and Arsenal players, know, knowing we can get them back in in game week 13. Um. But talking about Villa, Forest versus Villa is the, one of the other games next week. Um, so Villa do have a bit of an injury crisis because Digne and Cash and uh, Cost, uh, Diego Carlos were already injured. Then the Augustinson, who was a 4.3 million left back that came on, got injured and went off at half time. So I don't know, they're running out of defenders at Villa. Um, although, I mean, they did keep a clean sheet on, and that's partly because I guess Leeds went down to 10 men today. But that's worth keeping an eye on, and that probably plays into your point of where's that team looking like when they're playing Fulham in game week twelve, which which mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, the only only other thing worth saying, and it's funny because people still have him, is Bailey did start again today, but he was subbed off at sixty four, and I think we've now got this pattern with Bailey, haven't we? That he's kind of he either going to play, he'll start and only about sixty minutes, or he'll just sort of come off the bench for twenty or thirty minutes. That is the that is the player you've got there, and. Mm -hmm. It's like cheap. He's but not worth it. He's not worth it, though, is he? I, don't oh, think. Dude, I was looking through their their players the other day. I mean, Leeds just went down to ten men. Leeds, they couldn't score. They got Coutinho. His fucking. He's just like one point, zero points, two points, one point. Like, what happened to this guy? Danny Ings can't score. Um, what can Sam can't score. Like, no one can score. Like, they should not have taken that Grealish money. <laughs> you think if they could do a do-over, like Man City included, they'd be like, you know what? You guys keep Grealish. <laughs> we'll keep our 100 mil. We don't really need Grealish. You know, probably wasn't worth 100 mil. <laughs> and, like, you guys clearly need this guy because you are fucking terrible without him. <laughs> like. They just can't do anything. I, you think I mean, like Danny Ings would at least get a goal every couple of games. I, I, I realize it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question. I think Villa would have him back, but I, I, I don't know. I think City being, I think Pep's been fairly happy with Greenish. I know he's not had the assists and the goals that we all expected, right. but I, when I've seen him, I thought he's played well for them. I think he, yeah, he's he's played well, but I mean, a hundred mil, uh, I. <laughs> The only thing I could think of is like he's their like next creative superstar once De Bruyne's era's over, and they just got him in early, right? And oh, so he's playing this kind of like left wing type role, but not the same way a Sterling or a Leroy Sané would play it, but more like yeah. squeeze out wide. You know, does some dancing around the ball stuff, tries to draw a foul and does a couple of nice little passes, but he doesn't run into the box the same way Sterling would. 
right? Like that's what Foden does. That's what Holland does. Obviously Holland's playing forward, so it's different, but like, you know what I mean? Like those guys are in the box where Grealish kind of sits in and around the edge of it and doesn't really yeah. run in maybe once in a while, but like he's not going to be that creative do everything player that he was for Villa. Like, cause that's De Bruyne and De Bruyne's like probably the best in the world at that. So like no one was going to take that from De Bruyne. But once De Bruyne gets a bit older, then maybe Grealish steps into that and they just wanted to secure him now. I don't know. It's the only thing that makes sense. Because we knew he wasn't going to be that player when he came over with De Bruyne there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Um, just closed up here with Everton versus United. So yeah. Pickford was back. We talked about him. Gordon was benched. Yeah. Patterson was injured as due back game week 14. Mm-hmm. So annoying for anyone that brought him and hoped to play him in game week 12. Uh, Calvert Lewin is still not back. Um, but I mean, I guess we touched on this before defensively, but Everton starting to look like a much better team under Lampard. And I know Lampard's had some bad press, but I guess credit where credit's, credit's due, he's, he seems to be doing a decent job there now. Yeah, I guess. I mean,. <laughs> I don't know. Like they won two one against Southampton. Like they're just—it's not like they're keeping clean sheets, even though they've got these really good defensive numbers. Like they're still letting in goals, so it's not like you get. It's not like you can even even with uh, what's his face, the enabler, the Fort Patterson. Like you actually want to play this guy ever though? I mean, how many clean sheets has he got? Like two, maybe, or one? I don't even know. Like, it's not like he's getting in a ton of points. Same with Pickford. He has all these saves. He's got like one nine pointer, but the rest are kind of like mediocre scores, right? Like, and then on attack, do you want anyone? Even Gordon, who's cheap, do you really want to play Gordon in any week? Does he have like two two goals, no assists in eight weeks now or something? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I want any of their players. No, I, 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 th- I think that's fair. I was probably more thinking, and I, and I guess the question I asked was probably less of an FPL question and more of a... And I guess the FPL relevance is more they're a harder team to play than they were before. Similar to Bournemouth, who I guess... Um, who didn't mention, you know, they did get another clean sheet this weekend. So they've had two of the last four games as clean sheets. So you, you are seeing some, you know, that Bournemouth were the team to target. And, I, and I'm slightly going, going back on something else we're all talking about. And Everton were a team we targeted and start the season. They were in my mind anyway, but they're a better side now. Um, so it's probably more that than I agree. You wouldn't want to buy their players. And Gordon being benched and Gordon being on four yellow cards mean he's a full avoid at the moment until right. and, until it's clear why he got benched and he almost wipes the slate clean and gets that fifth yellow so he gets the game ban out of the way and then you can think think about getting him in. I mean. I mean, we're, we're saying all this, but Everton are fantastic fixtures from game week 13, so they are one to watch for anyone on the wild wild card. I think Pickford's an interesting shout, maybe, but I still don't yeah. know if I'd actually want him to be my keeper. Yeah. Because yeah. I just don't see them actually keeping clean sheets. I see them, like, drawing 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then the last, I guess, talk about Man, Man, Man United briefly. Uh, Rashford was back, but I mentioned in part one. Uh, but then he went off for Martial, 
who got two. So I think that really damages Rashford's appeal. I know he's really popular at the start of the season. And I can't work out if he went off injured or not I couldn't see it anywhere. But Varane went off after 40 minutes. So yeah. I'm not sure whether that's because Haaland destroyed him or whether or not he just he was actually injured. Do you know, Kev, if he was injured I don't know. I, I, Why did Casemiro not start? That's what I don't I know. know. I but surely he, he was bought for these type of games, right? Pardon? Surely he was bought for these type of games. I mean, uh, like they've got the worst CDMs out of all the big clubs for like the last five years in terms of like top clubs. Like if you were going to rank each top club by quality of overall CDMs, they're like dead last by a mile. They finally get a guy and then they don't fucking play him in the big derby match. <laughs> they get <Yeah>. lit up. <laughs> and then once he comes on, like what when what was the score when he came on four nil? They won. It was it, they ended up basically uh, winning after that. If you think about it, three two. So you know, like why didn't they start with this guy? I I I mean maybe it did, I, was he playing international and just came in last night kind of thing maybe because I know there was a bit of that going on with like like Liverpool for example with Luis Diaz and Darwin and Jota all came back just before their match so maybe that happened because he is older isn't he casemiro so i don't know but i just thought it really odd so i think if you go off at 40 it's injury just assume that's what it is yeah agreed bringing in Varane though yeah, i mean no, yeah. interesting though because he had his big game right like versus you versus arsenal and then they and then all the you know the queen passed away and everything was delayed and there were all the blanks and that was basically the last game he played. And then this one. And then looks like he went off injured, right? Or maybe not. But he's got a little yellow flag next to him now. But, so, but, but, if, but if he's injured, does that not mean there's more like the, the um, Maguire's back in? I know um, Maguire was in, injured as well, which is why he didn't come on. But surely that means Maguire is now going to be starting if he's out for a little a bit of time. And like Ronaldo's still technically there. You know, Martial. I don't know. The fixtures aren't good enough for me to punt on on like a martial or a rashford and that's probably the only two i'd want yeah so maybe Dallas defensively but even still fixtures yeah. aren't good enough i'd rather yeah. have like seven other defenders before him yeah 100 i'd agree with that entirely okay um well i think we should leave it there kev i think we've had a yeah. good We've covered a lot of stuff there. Hopefully that was uh, interesting for everyone. I've certainly given me a few things to think about and given we're both sat with a couple of... Tran it always feels like when you've got two transfers, oh, the no, possibilities seem so much more than they ought to be. But yeah, I think there's there's quite a bit to think about and particularly with seven with all the Europe, European teams, which are typically the teams that we have players from playing, there could be one, one or two yeah. more. Uh, it's definitely a Friday night transfer week but with yeah. the two frees and players like trent being sold and maybe jesus you could basically get anyone you want this week yeah well, I, I can go to i can go to anyone in the game and i don't know what to do it's exciting though <laughs> that it's that's exciting. what it's all about i want to get the wrong guy in right absolutely yeah because then you're stuck with him for a couple of weeks this is when I need to hit the right move to make a little run before my wild card, right? Like I can gamble yeah. a little bit, but like he's gambling by selling Jesus before he plays fucking Leeds when he's like a billion percent owned to 
good move. <laughs> don't, it's like not feeling like it. <laughs> you know, like it isn't. I'm I'm almost thinking I'm gonna keep him and and then if I'm selling him, it'll be like in game week twelve I'll sell him. I don't know. Maybe I'll just use one transfer this week. I I'm very much set on using two this week. So I just yeah. think you can get a bit more done with it. And I think it's one thing I've learned from previous seasons that <clears throat> make a bit more of an impact when I do two transfers than one. Perhaps that's an obvious thing to say. Um and I think if there's any doubt over Mitrovic, I'm yeah. I'm very tempted just to move him on just because I have a plan to get him back in, in game week 12 where I think he's going to be back and playing right. against the week in Villa. And that's kind of where my head's got to. And I think this conversation has, has kind of got me. I, I'd forgotten he was playing Villa in 12, but this conversation sort of sent me in that direction. But as you say, there's plenty of Fulham. things could change before Friday. It's not Fulham. Fulham play Leeds in 12, don't they? Or no, they don't. They play... Yeah, Mitrovic plays Fulham in 12, doesn't he? Or... Mitrovic plays, sorry, Villa in 12. Yeah, I so say he can't play his own team, can he? <clears throat> can't get traded, I don't know, sold? I guess not. No, right, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, for the record, he definitely plays Villa in game game week 12. We are confusing anyone there at the end of the pod. Right, well, have a great week, um, Kev, and we'll, yeah. I guess we'll you catch you next day. Yeah, have All a good right. one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.